You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. This morning I want to minister a message, finishing strong starts with your heart. If you want to finish strong, it's not what happens on the outside, but it's what happens on the inside. Proverbs 4 verse 20 says, give attention to my words. It says, listen to my sayings, incline your ears to my sayings, and keep them in the midst of your heart. He's saying, this word, let it be in the center of your heart. It says, when you allow the word of God to be in the center of your heart, the word of God to dominate your heart. This is what it's all about. Verse 23 says, he says, protect God your heart above all things, for out of it springs the issues of life. The issues that you have comes from your heart. The troubles that you have, when somebody hurts you, where does it hurt? Your heart. Where does it trouble you? In your heart. What feels heavy? Your heart. So when we give Jesus the rightful place in our hearts, He will put His peace in our hearts. Be careful what you give your heart to. Turn to the person next to you and say, protect your heart. Tell them again, say, protect your heart. Jeremiah 17 teaches us, that the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. I, the Lord, I know the heart. I search the heart to give to every man according to his doings. The heart. One of the most dangerous things that you can say is to say, I'm going to listen to my heart. You can listen to your heart, but make sure that it is the Word of God dominating your heart. Allow the Word of God to shine into your heart. Hebrews teaches us that the Word has got the ability to discern the intents and the thoughts of our hearts. Sometimes you do something and you think, why did I do that? You've just done something really stupid and you say, why? Why? Listen to me, family. Nobody wakes up in the morning and say, today I'm going to steal my brother's car. Nobody wakes up in the morning and say, I'm going to kill. Nobody wakes up in the morning and say, I'm going to destroy this man's property. doesn't work like that. You've allowed that spirit of killing, stealing, and destroying to come into your heart. That's why you have to protect your heart. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of James. This is a message for Christians. Amen? This is a message for Christians. James 1 verse 13. Are you there? Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, 
it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. That's why you have to protect your heart above all things. The desires in your heart, do they come from God or do they come from the enemy? Why do you have to allow the Word of God to dominate your heart? Because Hebrews 4 verse 12 says that this Word has got the ability to discern the intents and the thoughts of your heart. David prayed and he said, Lord, those that hate you, I hate them with a perfect hatred. But Lord, search me, seek my heart and see if there's any wicked way in me lest I hurt your people. What is he saying? He says, I'm feeling, I, I hate these people that hate you, Lord. But he knows the danger of hatred. So he says, look at my heart and see if there's any wicked way in me. Because if there's a wicked way in me, I'm going to hurt your people. Turn to the person next to you and say, protect your heart. Mark 4 verse 19, the parable of the sower. The cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. The desires for all different things entering into your heart chokes the word of God. Can you see that this is what you have to protect if God has got your heart, He's got everything. You that are married or just fallen in love, what do you want? You want your partner or your spouse's heart. If you've got their heart, you've got everything. If, you've, if they've given their heart, I love you with all my heart, you have everything. So the enemy knows that we have to love God with all our hearts. That's why you have to protect your heart. What's going on in your heart? Turn to the person next to you and say, I have to protect my heart. We see in the book of Ezra 7 verse 10, Ezra prepared his heart to serve God. You have to prepare your heart to serve God. This journey that we walk with God purpose in your heart that you're going to put God first. Remember, it's where your treasure is, is where your heart will be. Don't just say, I'm following my heart, because you don't know where your heart will take you. What does your heart treasure above all things? David said, one thing I've desired of the Lord that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold His beauty and to inquire in His temple. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. If you treasure church, your heart will bring you to church. If you treasure your spouse, your heart will take you to your spouse. But if your heart starts to treasure other things, your heart will take you in those directions. Turn to the person next to you and say, God, your heart. Things that are not of God, work it out of your life. Amen? Turn with me in your Bibles to Romans chapter 1. This is a message for Christians to help Christians to finish 
strong. Amen. God will give you over to the desires of your heart. Listen to me. God will give you over to the desires of your heart. The Bible says God gives us the desires of our heart. Family, listen to me. Whether those desires are good or bad. Whether those desires are good or bad. That's why you have to protect your heart. Amen? Romans 1 verse 20. For since the creation of the world... His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. So if you start thinking wrong things, what happens in your mind will happen in time. What happens in your mind will happen in time. That's why when thoughts do not line up with the Word of God, things that you are saying, things that you are doing, things that you are busy with, view it in the light of God's Word. But became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. That's why we worship God. The desire of your heart, you'll become like the thing that you place the most worth upon. We place most worth upon Jesus, our creator. That's why we become more like him. We worship him in spirit and in truth. That's why we can become more spiritual. Be very careful what you allow in your heart. Why do I say this? Because the Bible teaches us that offense comes to everybody. And if you have an offense and you allow that offense to grow to a heart that is being hardened, in other words, you know you have to forgive somebody, you have to let go of this, but you harden your heart, you harden your heart, you harden your heart, you harden your heart. As your heart grows harder and harder, family, listen to me, it will get to a place where God will give you over to a hard heart. Don't hear one amen. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christianity is all about your heart, the purity of your heart. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Exodus 8. Let me just show you. Exodus 8, verse 15. Turn to the person next to you say, Protect your heart. Say, I beg you, protect your heart. Exodus 8, verse 15. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief. He hardened his heart and did not heed them. Exodus 8 verse 15. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not heed them as the Lord had said. So can you see Pharaoh started hardening his heart? Verse 19. 
Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard. And he did not heed them, just as the Lord had said. Go to verse 32. But Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also, neither would he let the people go. Can you see Pharaoh is hardening his heart? Every time when the Lord speaks through his servant Moses, let my people go, he hardened his heart. He hardened his heart. Exodus 9 verse 12. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Can you see here he continued hardening his heart, hardening his heart? Then the Lord started hardening his heart. Turn to the person next to you say, protect your heart. Go to Exodus 10, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Moses, go into Pharaoh, for I've hardened his heart and the hearts of his servants. When you are with people whose hearts are hardened, if you have leadership whose hearts are hardened, be very careful, your heart can also become hard. Exodus 10, verse 20, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he did not let the children of Israel go. Verse 22, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. Family, be very careful. You cannot just do what is in your heart. You have to view your actions in the light of God's Word. Everything you are thinking, everything that you are meditating, what you are planning, from what heart is all of that coming? The result of sin is always death. A hardened heart is one of the most dangerous things. It's one of the most dangerous things. Remember Ananias. He opened his heart for the devil to enter his heart. When you look at the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 5, when the king lifted up his spirit, he was hardened in pride. When your heart is hardened and God has given you over to that, it's a fearful thing. But there's always grace, there's always mercy. It was Ananias that opened his heart to the devil. Acts chapter 5. Peter said, why have you allowed Satan into your heart? To lie to the Holy Spirit. In the book of John, Judas, the devil had planted that seed in his heart to betray Jesus because of money. Family, nobody here is bulletproof. The parable of the sower is written for you and for me. When we come to church, when we are here, it's the Word of God being planted in our hearts. But out there during the week, what is being planted in your heart? What are you allowing to come into your heart, affecting your actions, your, your thinking, your speech? Judas did what was in his heart. And he betrayed Jesus. Turn to the person next to you and say, protect your heart. Family, can you see the need to allow Jesus to dominate your heart? The Bible says a good man, out of the good treasure in his heart, brings forth good. 
you have to make sure that the goodness of God dominates your heart. Can you see the need to be born again? Can you see the need to allow Jesus Christ in your life? To every day to say, Son of David, have mercy upon me. Touch my heart. Help me, Lord. Grant unto me a humble heart. Grant unto me a sincere heart. Grant unto me a heart that is quick to forgive. A heart that does not beg grudges. A heart that has not been hardened. A heart that is quick to forgive. If the enemy can affect your heart and what you're feeling in your heart, you believe it. Because remember, conviction comes from your heart. That's why even somebody who's full of hatred, when they speak to you, they'll speak with conviction. Because they're speaking from that place in their hearts. Obadiah 1 verse 3 teaches us, it is the pride of our hearts that will deceive us. You know what that means? It means you are fully persuaded you are doing the right thing, but you're moving in the wrong direction. Proverbs says that before the fall is pride. Pride, listen to me, family. Pride is the one thing you cannot be delivered of. You have to make a decision to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Resist the devil and he will flee. If you want to do it in your own strength, in your own ability, you're on your own. So we have to be very careful. Why am I saying this? Because sometimes you allow offense to come into your heart, hatred to come into your heart. You say, well, this brother does not forgive or deserve to be forgiven. And your heart grows hard towards a brother. But you never realize what will be the end result. That hardness of heart towards a brother or a colleague, it will start to spill over into your family, towards your mother, your father, your siblings, your friends. Because that hardness of heart, that pride, isn't just towards one person. It will affect everybody. Turn to the person next to you, say, protect your heart. Tell them again, say, protect your heart. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 2 Samuel 14. I want to show you something. A man that thought he was doing right. 2 Samuel 14 verse 25. Absalom was David's son. A matter of fact, he was the beauty of Israel. Everybody adored him. Look at verse 25. Now in all Israel, there was no one who was praised as much as Absalom for his good looks. From the sole of his feet to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. Ladies, he was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> His hair was the right thickness, the right color, the right length. His muscles were toned. He was perfect. I mean, from his crown to his toes, the way he walked, the way he moved, the way he spoke to people, everything was just perfect. But sometimes things can look perfect on the outside. But what's going on on the inside? 
Some of you on social media, you'll be friending people on Twitter and Facebook with a big smile. But behind that picture is the devil. Be very careful. Don't be deceived with what you see on the outside. Find out what's going on on the inside. Amen? Am I talking to the right people? Absalom seeked the praise of men. If men praise you, there can never be contentment or happiness in your heart. Family, we are here to give glory to God. Absalom was a man that burned with frustration on the inside. Ambitions, things in his heart. Where did that originate from? Where did that come from? Go to 13 verse 22. The Bible says there, Absalom, his brother, when he spoke to him, he spoke neither bad nor good because he hated his brother. What does it mean? It means he camouflaged his hatred, his bitterness towards his brother. The Bible teaches us in 1 John 3 verse 14 to 15 that if you hate your brother, if you do not have love for your brother, you are walking in that spirit of death. You abide in death. Death has become your portion. He who hates his brother has become a murderer. Becomes a murderer. And you can see here from this time, Absalom planned to kill his brother, and he killed his brother. A matter of fact, he got his servants to kill his brother. But the difference is he didn't see that it was wrong what he did. A matter of fact, he saw himself as a hero, as somebody who did something great, and he actually wanted a reward for it. Can you see how that hatred deceived his heart? That he killed his brother and he thought what he was doing was good. Family, but that's the least of the things. Because of this hardness of heart that continued to grow, Absalom camouflaging his bitterness, saying everything is fine. When he sees his brother, he doesn't say anything bad, he doesn't say anything good. Just keeps it neutral like that. But in his heart, there was hatred. His father would never have approved of him killing his brother. But you know what happened? He started hating his father. After he had killed his brother, the Bible said he wanted to kill his father. Turn to the person next to you and say, protect your heart. You might be angry, offended with a brother right now, but very soon it can spill over to your mother and to your father, to those that are closest to you. Love will never dishonor God's name. Love will never dishonor. It's lust, not love, that commits adultery. Love will never lie. Love will never defile. Love gives, love does not steal. But that hatred started to dominate his heart. Didn't realize he started walking in this spirit of killing, stealing, and destroying. Do you know what's the heart sort thing? When somebody's heart is bitter like this, he'd always want to gather people around him. 
you know what Absalom started doing? He started stealing the hearts of people. He started influencing people in the wrong way, incorrect way. 2 Samuel 15, I think 16 says, he stole the hearts of the people away from his father. And then he wanted to kill his father because he wanted to be king. Those secret ambitions. David wanted to serve his generation. Absalom wanted to be served. David served his generation. He could lay down his life because he had a pure heart before God. Lord, create in me a pure heart and a contrite spirit. He served his generation from a pure heart. Ask yourself, what's the motives of me serving? When you are frustrated, you'll start to challenge leadership. And remember, all leadership comes from God. All authority comes from God. So we have to be very, very careful. This Absalom moved with hidden agendas and strategies, hidden alliances. You see so many of that right now. Behind the scene, this person meeting with that one, with that one, planning this and that. What is going on in your heart? Absalom started looking for those who shared his beliefs and his views. Do you know what's the heart sore thing? Because of this, him killing his brother, he now wanted to kill his father. The Bible teaches us that he took 200 men with him in rebellion, and they did not even know it. Rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. That means he got 200 people involved in witchcraft, and they did not even know it. Turn to the person next to you and say, protect your heart. Family, listen to me. Be careful who you hang out with. When they talk, listen what they are saying. Hear what is coming out of their mouths. Even if they promise you whatever, be very careful. Protect your heart. We have to finish this race strong, in a strong way. Stay away from offended people. Turn to the person next to you and say, stay away from offended people. When I read this word, the end result of people that rebel, people that harden their heart because of pride, the end result is always the same. You can go look at Cain. You can look at Judas, Jezebel, all of them. Name them. Korah. Whoever, don't be the one to harden your heart. Hebrews 12 says, therefore we also, we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Let us run this race with endurance. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're going to have to endure. Family, do you know what that means? It means when hardness of heart wants to come into your heart, Hebrews says, lay that weight aside. That bitterness, that unforgiveness, that resentment, lay it aside so that you can run this race with endurance. James 1 verse 12 says that after you've endured, you can obtain the crown of life. There's a prize for us when we finish strong. 
There's a prize for us when we finish strong. Paul says, I've run this race. He says, and when you are running this race, run this race as if you're going to win so that you can obtain that prize. The greatest prize, the greatest reward that God gives us is peace of heart. Do you know why you have to forgive people? Because you deserve peace. Christ wants to give you His peace, not the peace of this world. His peace in your heart so that you can finish strong. Paul says, I've made sure in this race that I've run that I have a good conscience towards God and man. He says, I've purposed in my heart to finish strong. He says, after I've preached the gospel to you, I make sure that I'm not disqualified. I'm telling you the truth to forgive, to keep your heart light, to have a good conscience towards God and to people. He says, after I've preached this message, I make sure that I have a good conscience towards the people around me, that I have a good conscience towards God. What does it mean to finish strong? What does it mean to finish strong? I said, to finish strong starts with your heart. If you had to cross over today to meet your maker, that moment you close your eyes to meet your maker, would your heart be offense-free? Would your heart be soft towards those around you and towards God? Jesus came to this earth when we hated him when we wanted nothing to do with him, he came and he married you and me. His ability became your ability. Sometimes we say, my heart is so hard, I cannot forgive. That was before the cross. Jesus came and he died. Paul said, as Christ has forgiven me, I can forgive you. Family, Christ has forgiven you. His ability has become your ability. His soft heart towards all of mankind, a heart that says God wants every person to be saved. Sometimes we look at people and we say, this person doesn't deserve to be saved. He should go to hell. Nobody should go to hell. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but you know, some people that have just upset you and hurt you. Nobody was designed for hell. Every person was designed for God's glory. Christianity is about the purity of your heart. Sometimes when you harden your heart, you think it's an ordinary thing to be angry with towards this brother, to be bitter towards this brother. But it will have an extraordinary effect upon your life. That seed that will start to grow, when it matures, it will give birth to sin and sin to death. Everything that is not of God, let him uproot it. Lord, uproot everything that is not of you in my life and start to plant everything that is of you. Seeds of kindness, of joy, of love. Many people want to see the works of God, but they don't want to learn his ways. God's ways are based upon Galatians 5 verse 22, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, kindness. Let these be the things, the seed in your heart that grows, that brings life. Then the good man 
out of the good treasure that actually comes from Jesus, His Word, the working of the Holy Spirit, by His Word, through His Spirit in you, will be able to produce good fruit. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.